Are you a sheep? No. You're a dragon. Be a dragon. This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because girls don't play, girls games. Don't play games. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into their prime to be the role models, dreams and voices. Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Herring, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, I'm Amanda, and with me today is my awesome, wonderful, amazing, wonderful, fabulous, wonderful, wonderful co-host, Monica. Hi, Monica, how are you today on this wonderful, wonderful, sunny day? Jesus Christ, what's going on here again? (laughs) It's wonderful. It's a wonderful day. It's a wonderful day, but only in Northern Ireland, apparently, because it's horrible over here. Oh, why don't you come and visit us? Because we have sun. How many times in the year do you actually have sun? I think we're almost up to our quota. We had two days. (laughs) (laughs) We had two days. Mm -hmm. Well, everything's great otherwise. Good. I'm glad to hear it. And on this wonderful recording day, I am so excited to share that not only do we have a guest today, but we have our very first male guest. Woo! Celebration! He's the brave one. He is the brave one. Welcome, 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 Tom Knight from Three Extra Lives. Welcome to Geek Herring. Hello. I feel like there's a lot of pressure riding on this already, being the (laughs) the first male to step foot in the the geek herring pond but i'm i'm very glad to be here i like what you did there <laughs> and we're very glad to have you here in our pond we're a friendly pond most of the time i know i've i've, I've listened to a lot of episode of, of geek herring and i know that it's a it's a pretty safe safe place to be so i'm not i'm not too worried not too worried yet but maybe maybe later if i'm i'm, I'm testing you with some trivia and you don't get it right, maybe, <sighs> which, I don't know. Which, which will happen because basically after listening to the last seven levels of Three Extra Lives, I only have like two episodes where I actually got a heart. <laughs> so I'm like, Monica, I wouldn't admit that very much. Well, I'm sad. It is sad, but I'm Especially not. Especially because listeners, Monica got the Harry Potter question wrong. Yeah, we all knew. It was a Harry Potter silence. question and Monica got it wrong. I got it so wrong. I didn't so even wrong. know anything. I was sitting there thinking, what is it again? And then the time was over and I had no idea. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, a moment of silence, please. <laughs> you I have know. that moment in our heart. <laughs> well, cool. So Tom, what's, uh, what's shaken over there in Three Extra Lives land? Three Extra Lives land. Well, yeah, just, just to give you, you the listeners some context to what Monica and Amanda are referring to there. Three Extra Lives is a video game and trivia podcast. And each week I try to look at the positives that's happening out in the video game world and have a big focus on indie games and maybe covering things that aren't quite up there on the the top of the news headlines. And I cover three aspects each week, three segments. At the end of those segments, I put a little trivia question where you can earn an extra life. And there's three of those, so you could earn three extra lives. 
that's the that's the name of the show right there. So Monica hasn't hasn't been faring too well <laughs> so far, but like I say, that such a, a diverse bag of questions that I throw out there every week. And if people get one right or two right or, or three right, which doesn't happen very often, I mean pe people people come to me like, I only got one. <laughs> it's, like, it's okay. Don't don't worry. It's not it's not it's not the end of the world. It's just it's just there to entertain you a little bit. And I'm sorry if I'm causing people distress by their lack of video game knowledge, but come forward from that and saying, well, now I know. I now I know that really obscure video game trivia question, which really, what, when are you going to need that knowledge? I don't know, but at least at least uh, you can say you've learned something. And sure, that's the joy of trivia, isn't it? It's not always knowledge that you need on an everyday basis, but it's great in the pub. Great in the pub. Great in the pub. <laughs> That's also a very British thing to do. Right after the cup of tea. <laughs> and someone needs to fill that list, like hold the back lines of your list. And that's me. So that's great. I'm fine yeah. at the back of the list. There I'm... has to be someone in last place. There has to be someone in last place. And I'm keeping everyone in check from the back end. That sounds <laughs> wrong. That really, really <laughs> sounds wrong. What I, what I like to think is that you're you're all on the leaderboard somewhere so back in the you know the early 90s or the 80s if you were on an arcade machine you had to get maybe the top 10 score to be on that high scoreboard you know just to, to see your initials and i'm saying everyone's on it even if you've got zero you're still there you're still proudly displayed on <laughs> with zero points with zero points like well done at least well you tried <laughs> that's the participating points yeah <laughs> Cool. Cool. Well, Tom, how do you feel if we drop you right into our rapid fire round and get to know a little bit about you? Oh, yeah. Drop, drop me in. Drop, drop. I, I thought I was in the pond, but you know, you can take me out of the pond and throw me back <laughs> in the pond. Whatever works. Yeah. So, Tom, where are you from? I am from the uh, the floor above you, Amanda. The floor above you right now, which is in Northern Ireland, in a house in Northern Ireland. <laughs> I guess we didn't make it clear that that I, that I live with you as well, but there we I go. I mean, like, I guess you could say that this is my boyfriend. Well, I guess you're not just like living out. together. I guess yeah. now, now we've got now we've got the elephant out the room, out the way. <laughs> and Tom, when have you been a geek since? So give us a year and maybe a story about your first geeky experience. Uh, the year was 1991, and I had acquired a Sega Master System, and that was it. What, I had a Sega Master System, and I was addicted to it. We had this, I think it was called Safari Hunt, and I had a light gun with it. <laughs> and you're supposed to sit you know, a few few meters from the TV and shoot the, the animals. Uh, sorry, Amanda shoot the animals but what i did was I, I went up close to the tv and i'm just you know that's how you could cheat with light guns and and not too long after that my my dad brought me home a copy of sonic the hedgehog which was for the the sega mega drive for the sega genesis and he gave it to me and i was so excited took it out of its its uh hard box went to put it into my master system like oh, it doesn't fit what's going on oh, no. this, this makes no sense this makes no sense and i was like this is for a totally different console but ended up getting a, a Sega Mega Drive and the Master System got sold. And that's kind of how it all started. And for me, that's how I 
I've been a geek since then, since since I kind of had the first uh, console in my house. And it's gaming has always been part of my life. It's always been a passion. I don't go a day without thinking about video games. So it's <laughs> it's been my my total life. My total life is built upon being obsessed with video games and playing games and talking about games. And that's it. That, that's the origin. I like how, how devastate. I, I mean, I don't like the devastation, but how devastating it must be to get something you're super excited about and then it doesn't fit. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, man. It was, um, I mean, I've probably blanked out quite a lot of that trauma right, <laughs> right now, but I remember the time I was just, and I think I must have tried a couple of times. I like stopped trying to put it in and then I just, you know, sat back and was like oh, scratching the head and, and then no, it's, it wasn't fitting. It wasn't working. This wasn't supposed Aww. to be this way, but it all worked out. All worked out in the end. <laughs> so what or who are your biggest geeky influences? You can talk about books, movies, TV shows, teachers, games, or literally like anything that you think of as a geeky influence in your life. We want to know about it. But like, don't make this be the whole show. So kind of oh, keep it concise. Um, <laughs> that, that was such a hard question. But I think I wouldn't be doing myself justice if I didn't mention World of Warcraft, which has played a big part in the last 15 years of my life. I, not currently playing at the minute, but it's a game that has brought me together with some of the closest people in my life. And it's it's been an, just an influential game with the communities I've been involved with. And it's just it's just been there. It's almost, you know, it's been there for almost what it feels like half my life. I started playing it when I was in school. It's still something that's happening now, even though I'm not currently playing it, but I, I'll, I'll be playing again sometime this year. <laughs> and it's just this familiar, almost comfort that has, has kind of been co-exciting me since my late teens. And it's, it's it's almost like a blanket. It's like a blanket that I have that, you know, sometimes you have it wrapped around you and keeps you nice and warm. And sometimes it's just thrown in a closet somewhere, but you know that you can go find it and bring it back and you you smell it and it smells like old times <laughs> or something. I don't know. But yeah, just Warcrafted. I won't go into any sort of details about Blizzard Entertainment or anything in, in 2019 because it's been a, a rocky road, but it, it's still something that, has a, a high place in my heart. And I mean, if you could see behind me right now, you would see a shelf full of Warcraft memorabilia, Murloc cups and a crocheted hearthstone, which Amanda made me. Thank you, Amanda and various <laughs> collector's welcome. editions. So it's, it's probably been the biggest gaming influence in the second half of my life so far. So yeah, that's, that's, that's where it's at. So you're not currently playing World of Warcraft. What are your current geeky pastimes? Well, I'm not playing World of Warcraft, but I'm still playing video games. And when I started Three Extra Lives, it was partly because I had a, quite a passion for playing indie games. And I don't think I realized how much I love playing indie games until I started doing this podcast because I've been a, a subscriber for the Humble Bundle, which is every month they send you out eight, nine games, and a great portion of those games are indie titles, and there's usually a, a big title to to headline that, but I've always got so much pleasure out of playing the indie titles that maybe take two, three hours, and you can probably play through them in a night or a couple of nights, and I found as I've got older, and I have maybe less time to commit to gaming than I did 
when I was in my teens that it's just nice to be able to play through an experience and get that satisfaction of of completing something. And don't get me wrong, I still like to play a lot of other titles that you know your your bigger releases, but I definitely find it more homely to play indie games now. So I'm always playing something. I've got a, a Steam library with 600 games. It's it's shameful how many of those I've never touched, but I keep adding to that collection every month and there's always something to play. It's got to the point though that it, it gets tricky that I, I just have so much to play that I don't know what to play. That's a regular situation that probably Amanda can attest to where I'm just sitting on my computer and I I just don't know what to play. I'm just staring. I'm just scrolling through lists of games and I'm just <laughs> spoiled. Where I, I say it probably on every podcast I'm on that it's the golden age of video games because every day something new comes out, indie or otherwise, and there's just so much choice out there. And I'm only right now focusing mainly on PC, but I know there's a big indie game scene on the Nintendo Switch, indie games coming to PlayStation and Xbox as well. So there's just so much there to get your teeth into that it's 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 overwhelming. And then you know, if you're not playing video games, you're maybe looking to watch something on Netflix. And then I have similar similar choice <laughs> issues there. It's just I I just need somebody in my life to say tonight you're playing this game, tonight you're watching this show, and this evening you're reading this book before you go to sleep or something like that. I mean, I can take that role in your life if you want. Um, I mean, I don't. <laughs> think that's a good idea but <laughs> I, I just yeah i don't think i want to give you that much power over me right now Gosh, tom you're no fun <laughs> but who knows maybe maybe we can revisit this discussion at a later date <laughs> it's difficult all the decisions in life are hard do you then just go ahead and pick something at random or do you have a system on how you pick your stuff uh, so recently I've, I've had more of a system because I also started a Twitch channel to stream indie titles and also just get me away, get me into a way of playing them and making content for indie games and help with the the coverage and the the just getting playing a game and th that I probably wouldn't have heard of or maybe other people haven't heard of and even just getting people I know to take note of like oh that's a game i haven't heard of and i know uh, one of my good podcasting friends uh jonathan uh frasley who who appeared uh, on a on the 25 episode for this show he's always like thanking me for like introducing him to games and even just <laughs> like small interact even getting like one person on board on a game is really cool because i'm going out there and looking for games that i wouldn't have normally and it's there's so many great projects out there that it's just incredible to be able to to help bring those to light as well. Not that maybe most of them do because most of them people do know about, but then you get ones that maybe get released on Steam and it's a free game and it's a really small game. Maybe it takes like an hour to play and I've discovered small games like that, which are really enjoyable experiences. So yeah, I, the, the system, it's, it is definitely there because I've, I've been part of a program called Indie Boost as well, which have been uh, set up to help boost indie games, surprisingly enough, thanks to the name. <laughs> and a really awesome part of that program is they supply content creators with game keys to promote 
the the games through the content they create as well so i've actually got a a stream of games to be playing through that platform as well as well as the games i purchased myself which i i have less of a system for but i've definitely been working closely with the the folks over indie boost which i highly recommend if you're if you're a content creator and you have focus on indie games it's absolutely valuable resource especially when you're starting out so i would i would highly recommend that too cool Thanks for sharing your process with us, Tom. No problem. So what is the geeky thing that we're talking about today? So I I reached out to the geek herring <laughs> with a with an idea to talk about females in the, the video game industry, but also to talk about maybe female protagonists in video games and just have that that kind of spin on things of there's there, there's a lot of uh, strong female characters in video games. I know you've covered that in various episodes of Geek Caring, particularly the the World of Warcraft one, which I enjoyed immensely. And there's also a lot of females in the the industry. And I know from my very very brief research and outreach that I've done for indie games so far, it, it is a heavily male dominated industry still. But I am seeing females come through and. I think I'm definitely on on board with the message that Geek Caring is is carrying of, you know, we gotta we gotta support everyone, but then in these environments where they are male dominated, we we have to support the females coming through as well. And we have to encourage more people to go into these industries because it, it's probably hugely intimidating for somebody to do that when it is such a male dominated environment. And I I obviously don't want to speak that I know how that that feels or anything because I, I don't. It, it merely observations on my part. Yeah, you're totally right. Um, thank you so much for you know your your perspective on that, and thanks for saying that you support our message because we love when people love what we do. Cool. Well, Tommy said that you had some trivia for us. Did you want to talk about like give us a little quiz before or after you shared with us what you the information that you brought with us brought with you? I think I think it would be a great time to do some trivia. Just break the ice. Let's you know kick our slippers off and uh, do some good old good old trivia because that's that's my jam. That video games trivia. That's my gym jam. And I found an article on a website called list25.com, and I've never heard of that website before. But it did produce a an article called 25 greatest female video characters ever and there's some good there's some good names on that actually and i wanted to run through the 25 and give you two the names of the character and if you could associate what game that character is from if you're if you're up for the challenge sure up for the challenge let's do it amanda has to save our butts i can say that much already and it's a <laughs> It's a it's a team team effort. So it's it's. it's are, are you sure it's a team effort and not a competition? Because that could be fun too. I think Amanda is highly competitive and wants the competition. And I can lose very well, so we can do competition. <laughs> We've as already well. established that. Yeah. No, yeah, I think I, a, a cumulative is better than competitive. So I got I got to run run down this list from number twenty five to one in this list. I don't know if it's in some sort of ranking order but i just thought it's it's 25 uh, female characters from video games and, and see if you guys could associate what video game they're from so 
I'll start with number 25 on this list, which is Meryl Silverberg. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a tricky start. It's a tricky start. That's only 25. <laughs> can you say that again? Meryl Silverberg. Pass. We can just totally make something up. James Bond. No, Silverberg. So it's like a, a the Titanic iceberg. Titanic, the video game. I think, <laughs> well, the answer was Metal Gear Solid. So I think Monica was closer with saying James Bond. <laughs> okay. I mean, I wonder how Titanic, the video game, will end. <laughs> Not very well. Not very well, I imagine. Okay, 24. Bayonetta. Bayonetta. Boom. Well, well done, Amanda. Go you. Number 23. Elena Fisher. That sounds like a political game, but I have no idea. United Go States. Fish. <laughs> Go fish. Oh, what, what did you say? Go fish? Yeah. Elena Fisher is Nathan Drake's companion in the Uncharted game series. I feel oh. I need to get the weirdo. He would know. I've played that. didn't know that. <laughs> Man. Bonnie McFarlane. It's going to be very embarrassing for us. <laughs> think think Western, if that helps. Red Dead Redemption. Monica's got it. Yeah! Yeah! Woo! Cool, Monica! <laughs> Rain. R-A-Y-N-E. And I'll give you a clue. The title of the game has the word rain in it. Heavy rain? No. Damn it. I was thinking heavy rain. Um... Different type of rain. This is R-A-Y-N-E. So it's like the, a name, Rain. Oh, it has the same name in it. And Rain is a, is a vampire. So that's another clue. <laughs> Twilight the video game. <laughs> vampire Rain. Rain of vampires. Something something that it. vampires drink. Blood Rain. Well done, Monica. Well Woo! done. I have never heard of that game. Sorry. <laughs> Either. <laughs> Number 20. Katana. Ninja game. <laughs> it is Sorry. a fighting game. It is a fighting game. Um, Street Fighter? Tekken? The other one. The one you haven't said. Mortal Kombat. Yes. Woo! Number 19 is Lulu. I feel that sounds so familiar. Is that Tekken? Nope. Damn it. I will say the next 18 times. <laughs> oh, Final Fantasy? I'll give you that. It's fi Final Fantasy X and Final Fantasy X-2. Uh, we that, have... How sorry? I knew that sound. Yes. <laughs> very very iconic okay i'm probably gonna butcher this name but it's aveline de grand prix formula one <laughs> grand prix grand prix evelyn i've never heard of that adam venture <laughs> it's assassin's creed liberation jeez oh, we're the, wor the worst these games we've never played monica <laughs> Number 17 is Cortana. Um, I've got Cortana on my laptop. <laughs> we are not promoting Windows here. <laughs> a, a very famous first-person shooter that made its debut on Xbox. I don't own an Xbox. <laughs> I don't really play first-person games. Jesus, help us out here. It was Halo. Mm. Mm. I've heard of that. Yeah. Worst gamers ever. <laughs> oh, yeah. Number 16, Anya Stroud. Sounds like a German game. It, it, it's also a, 
an Xbox game, so I don't feel like we're gonna get very far <laughs> with this one. That was Gears of War three. We'll just move. Oh well, we'll uh, move. I would we'll have never thought of that. I would have said something like Adolf Hitler the game or something. <laughs> don't think that's a game, but I mean it might be. It, I mean, I I don't know. Can't can't confirm or deny. <laughs> okay, this this one I don't I don't know, but um, so I I, I don't know if if you're gonna get it either, but. The character is is called Sam. Hobbit the game. <laughs> I have no idea. It's a game called Grey Matter. I, I don't think I would have got that one either. Oh, that was kind of just a really obscure game. Really obscure with like a very generic character <laughs> yeah, name. Yeah, but blame the blame the writers of the article for for number fifteen. But fourteen is Alicia Klaus. Gears of War. <laughs> oh no, that was Stroud. <laughs> Oh man, this is so hard. I mean, I said I didn't. I get got hardly any question right. So, I but I actually thought that I would do better than this. <laughs> <laughs> that game was Bullet Witch. Never heard of that ever. Yep. Next same. Next next up, thirteen is Ayabria. I would have said Final Fantasy if I didn't know that it was wrong. But maybe it's not wrong. It's parasite evil it was a i don't even know all those games i've never heard of these it games was, it was a pretty uh, big game on playstation one are we what order are we going to the most known one is that i don't think one? it's i don't think it's oh, most okay. known it's just a it's just a list of oh okay. female characters i thought we would get better by the end but apparently we're not. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't seem like it carry on sir next up we have shinoa <laughs> That's Castlevania. I'm going to take ah. the silence because you didn't know that. Uh, number 11 is Faith. You gotta have faith. Mm. <laughs> uh, there's faith in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's not Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's like a first person running game, like parkour. I definitely think you've played it, Amanda. Mirror's Edge. Mirror's Edge. Woo! Nice. Go you. Saving Go our ass. We're, we're in the... Uh, the last 10 now. No no pressure. No pressure. Did you count? How many you've got right? Well, I think none. So whatever. <laughs> I mean, you've got three. Woohoo. You got, you got three. Three so far. Number 10 is Nariko. I, I don't think I would have got this one. Naruto the game. No, it's not. <laughs> it, it was Heavenly Sword. This this trivia is harder than uh, any that I've, I have on my show, by the way. That's legit. Uh, next up. Number nine, Sarah Carrigan. Oh, um, I actually know that name, but can I think of the game? No, I cannot. It's, 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 it's a Blizzard game. I'll give you that. It's the Blizzard game that's not Warcraft, but... Starcraft? Starcraft. There we go. Ah. So funny because I was thinking of all the Blizzard games and I was just going to go through the launcher and I wasn't even going to say Starcraft. <laughs> that is hurtful. That is very hurtful. Number eight is Lightning. Cars. It's like, I knew you were going to take cars. It's just like, you actually think of movies. Like, Monica, we're talking about video games. There, video I'm very game. convinced that there is a video game for cars as well. So it's I, not I said wrong. I said Lightning, not Lightning McQueen. Yeah, that could have been whatever. Well, I'll give you a clue. You did say this game in one of the answers earlier that was a correct answer. And it's a very popular franchise that has many, many games. Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. 
Number seven. And this one, Amanda, you can't answer this one. This one is solely for Monica, okay? Solely for Monica. What? Amanda can't answer that one, so she can't answer it? No. She, Amanda's frozen out of this next one. It's, it's all in you, Monica, okay? Princess Zelda. Damn it. I have no idea. <laughs> A link from the past. <laughs> I got down here the Legend of Zelda, but I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it's, it's right. Yeah. Uh, number six, Amanda, you're back. You're back. You're, you're, you're allowed back in the game. Uh, we Thanks. have Sofita. That sounds like a fighting game name. It is a fighting game. Ha! See? Streets yeah. of Rage. Street Fighter. Tekken. Mortal Kombat. It's maybe one you two have not heard of. It's called Soul Calibur. Oh, I heard Soul that. Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur. There we go. <laughs> At number five, this getting getting a bit well known now, so I'm expecting a few more correct answers. Well, we have Tifa Lockhart. I totally thought of Harry Potter. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it's like it's that Professor Lockhart's partner. <laughs> and I'll Who give knows? you. I'll give you a clue. This is a very popular game franchise that has lots of installments, and you may have even said this answer twice already. Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. Do you know what number as a, as a bonus point? What's the name again? Seven. Seven. Well done, Amanda. Go you. That was just throwing it out there. No way. <laughs> totally knew that. I know. <laughs> At number four, we have Jill Valentine. <laughs> Are we even allowed to continue with this podcast ever at all? <laughs> it's a It's a horror game franchise. Very popular. Horror game, Resident Evil. Resident Evil, there you go. Yay, you saved our butts. Number three, we have Samus Aran. This is from a very, very popular Nintendo game. Can you say the name again? Samus Aran. And I, I think this this one kind of just goes over a lot of people's head, but it's uh, Metroid uh, is the uh -huh. lead, lead character in there, is female. Uh, number two, Chun-Li. Street Fighter. Street Fighter. <laughs> Street Fighter. <laughs> And number one, I think this maybe was in an order of most notability. Number one, Lara Croft. Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. Look how happy she is. Yay. You made it, guys. Jesus. That, that was tough. I would have. That was embarrassing. It was. But I swear the gaming world is big and the names are hard to remember. Yeah, it was tough, though. It was tough. I mean, if, if Those anybody. Those were all leading characters. I wouldn't say leading characters, probably but it, part of the game. Yeah. I mean, a few, a few of them were more kind of forefront. Some were not quite. And that those ones are definitely a bit more tricky. But mm. if you got, I'd say, half of those right, you, you'd be doing pretty good because it was, it's tough. I'm already, already proud that I knew Lara Croft and Zelda. So I'm my limit is reached. <laughs> <laughs> That's like peak for Monica, I guess. <laughs> I totally peaked today. <laughs> the thing is, like, I know a lot of games, but I'm so shit at character names. Like, I think if you had gone through a similar list of male characters, I'd have been like, no idea. I don't know. But if you'd asked me game names, I mean, like, I don't know how what trivia you could do about game names. I'd be like, yes. I think yeah. I just basically suck at answering questions. <laughs> yes, I think you do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the case. So, Tom, uh, since we very, very, very obviously suck at trivia, 
<laughs> what else do you have on the show for us today? Uh, well, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know if I think I've got anything left after that, but no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I I don't really have any structure to to what I brought with me, but when I've been doing three extra lives, I've I've been spending a lot of time on Kickstarter as well because that's a place where a lot of video games can get the funding they need these days to be able to go through production and actually launch a title and Kickstarter helps so many games get to the state that they can release the games quicker and more polished and some totally depend on being funded that way too and one game that I came across in the early levels of three extra life was a game called Lord Winklebottom which I think I told many people that I was connected with about and it's a it's a point point and click 1920s animal led detective game with with a giraffe called Lord Winklebottom and doing a bit more research about this well when I say doing some research I watched a Kickstarter video and found out that that was being lead devved by somebody called Charlotte Sutherland and it just got me thinking about looking into more people in the the industry of video games that were female that were making games and just to try and bring more awareness about that because the more I started to look into this the more I discovered that a lot of the games that I've been playing have huge influence from female uh, figures in, involved with those games and I was actually like, really surprised to learn more about this and it felt like it's something I should have known initially but when I think about that a bit more I think it's something I've been quite ignorant about even just as a gamer to think about the the names that are involved in making video games as it is because it's it's not just something that happens in the more recent times of myself I've took more of an interest in that process of making video games and actually uh, Monica very kindly uh, for was it for for my birthday you sent me a book uh, and well, that was called... a random one because I saw it and I knew that it needs to be in the household of yours <laughs> yeah and it, it it's called blood blood sweat and pixels and it covers a range of video games from high triple a titles like destiny and diablo and also smaller indie games like stardew valley and just really looking at a heavier focus of just how to make a video game and it's really opened my eyes to that entire process of it, it is really hard to make a video game and then also putting on top of that if if you're a, a, a female going into that industry and i mentioned it earlier as well about it is a male dominated industry and having that extra hurdle to then go into that I, I feel like it's it was something that I was hoping to just talk about with 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 the geek herrings and just maybe do a little part of, of bringing more awareness to that but yeah just just like I say even not not even looking at this from a, a gender perspective just the whole video game development and the work that some people well everyone that puts into to video games and whether it's a, a solo project or it's part of a team it's such a cutthroat industry it's ruthless and it requires that you give almost everything uh, to to do like it really does and you hear stories about people working 100 hour weeks and 
the the crunch they call it when they're working to get these games out on time and generally if you're on the internet if you're on social media and you see a game come out in this day and age it's not uncommon for a game to release that maybe has some online component that something goes wrong you know stuff can go wrong with technology it happens and people's immediate reaction is just jumping on top of this saying that the devs were lazy or you know you you read things like that and i would i would never have been one person to to get get on companies backs maybe i would have an offhand comment of like oh i don't really like this feature or something like that but to actually like personally attack developers and to like get on people's backs and then it gets personal it's just it it really irks me and just going into that extra layer of also them being female in this uh, industry as well and uh, i know recently i mentioned about blizzard entertainment um having a hard time and one of the high-end team members on the diablo team is female and she has a lot of communication with the public and there was a there was there was some issues at blizzcon last year with an announcement of a diablo game which turned out to be a mobile game and just to see the 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 abuse that those developers got and then like gender specific hate as well i recently listened to like a couple of podcasts where they describe often describe the difference why about white privilege in relation to race right so people that are suffering already a lot of people try to argument the fact that their life is also not great. So even when they're white and male, for example, that their life is not great, blah, blah, blah. And it's hard for those people to understand how people of a different color or people of different gender might have a bigger issue. And what, how they always explain it is that you can have a lot of problems in your life, but your gender or your race will not be one of them. And I feel that's often when you, because of what you said that as the lead developer also being a woman suddenly something becomes an issue that's not an issue for other people so her gender becomes one reason for why shit is going down which should never be the reason and which makes her more likely to be a target of hatred and as you said of all the the, the trolling that went on um online it's often something in a position where you're treated as if you are a minority even though you're not her gender becomes an issue now and invites more people to troll her because she's female, which is basically ridiculous and it's something that wouldn't happen to a man because he's a man. Yeah, okay. it, should, it shouldn't even be on the table. Yeah. That, that the fact that the gender comes into that. And mm -hmm. actually, it, it makes me think of something else I just uh, saw recently. And I'm also a bit of a sports fan. So, uh, and I know I, I have sent a few sports articles, Geek Haring's Way. <laughs> uh, over over the past months, but in the UK there is a uh, an ex England female footballer who does punditry on one of the football soccer shows, and she's actually really good. She's really insightful, really grounded, and she has she's really really knowledgeable. And like obviously that's why she has that job. But there's a lot of people trolls that are just attacking her because she's female and she's commenting about the men's football game but the fact that that even comes into it that, that she's she's female it should it should never never happen because there's pundits out there who are male and they regularly get too lost in the passion of 
what's happening that they don't give a clear and balanced rational like argument or uh, conversation and actually she's one of those people that is doing that and it kind of came to light on twitter that like the, the abuse she's got had to put up with and actually on one of the last shows she was on she talked about it the presenter asked her about it and she said like yeah this this happens and she's um having to put up with this and it it it, it is making her more determined but she constantly feels like she has to prove herself even though yeah. like she she is employed to do this job she's qualified to do it and the fact that gender even comes into it it's it's just frustrating that people have to the people want to do that the people want to bring gender into something like this that let's not talk about like actually what's on the table let's bring in somebody's gender and like not even have a, a proper discussion about what we were talking about in the first place that oh you clearly know nothing because you're female it's like that, mm. that that's so ludicrous it's so ridiculous it's it's so alien to even comprehend that people process like this and I guess we could get go down a rabbit hole even even talking about that but it's just it's not just in video games of course it, you know there's there's lots of industries out there that it's it's harder for females to to break through as well especially probably like in the in the sports uh industries as well and it's just like yeah there, there's so much needs to be done and any any support any motivation that if that can be given or addressed or along the way, just, yeah, it, it, it's a, it's a long road. And I'm just, uh, I'm happy to be here today and, and, and to, to do, do a little, little part of that, a very, a very small speck of dust. I think a lot, lot of speck of dust add up to a big, huge pile of something. So we need to do it step by step all the time. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah, I mean, part of activism, it's it's the little voices that do add up to to big voices. You know, it's the same in veganism. It's the same in in race issues. Like, there, the more people that are talking about these issues, the more people that are aware of them, and the more people that are telling their friends about them, mm. is bringing light to things that need to be talked about and need to be made aware of, and that are a problem. And like, we we can provide solutions, or we can talk about solutions and, and just it, it is an education thing as well definitely and i feel you being here already showing us that there are a lot of indie devs that are female too that need support mm -hmm. it's very important yeah and and i mean just to, just to hear that there there are other female indie devs out there and i feel like that would be some encouragement but it, at the same time when i would look at the toxicity within many realms of, of video games and i know the internet as a whole it, <laughs> it, it, yeah. it, it can definitely i can't imagine how discouraging that could be sometimes the the diablo uh, it's actually the community manager brandy camel is who i was uh, referring to earlier just what she's had to put up with like on twitter it's it, it is crazy and don't get me wrong i've i've had some reservations about diablo the, the game and, and where that franchise is heading but to even consider making a personal attack on anyone w within that team it's or just in general like if you're if you're frustrated with a form of entertainment as be it a, a movie or a, a video game or a tv show i mean you, you you probably don't have to go far right now to 
see people quite unhappy with a certain TV show that's uh, coming to a close. Don't um, spoil. At the, at the minute, <laughs> but, you know, it's just like, yeah, we have our opinions on these creations. When you think about it, they are their art. They're something to be interpreted. We all interpretate that different. And to be, to be, I, I get when people look at something and it's not how they expected it to be, but never is the answer going to be personally abusing somebody that's not going to change anything. And that's, that's kind of one of the reasons why I started three extra lives as well. It's like, I don't want to, like, I'm not just going to be somebody that's like head in the clouds. There's, there's nothing going wrong out there, but there is a lot of people focusing on the negative of what's being created out there. That doesn't feel good to me. I want to focus on what what's good. And you can you can look at a even a video game that's not quite up to maybe you say, oh well, it's it does this wrong. But if you look at it, you go, well, it does this right. And I'd rather be one of those people that focus on what a game is doing well, what what's good about that. And there's probably a million people talking about what's wrong with it, which is which is fine if that's what floats your uh, submarine, but it, it, it doesn't do that for me. I, I would rather just focus on the positive energy. And I, I feel like anything really created, you can find positives in it. You can find something that you can take forward. And that's, that's just how I choose, choose to look at it. But yeah, I know we've kind of gone off the path here a little bit of what we were talking about, but I think it's, it's all, it's all good. I feel it's part of, I feel it's a big part of what we're talking about because the internet sometimes is a big fat black hole of horror and sometimes especially for females and in whatever role in leading development roles in small development roles in acting roles so it's often very difficult and I feel what you're doing with three extra lives is bring more positivity into it is really important because we need to make more noise more positive noise because the yeah, black hole of horror is big enough and people feel so powerful in that when they run around online trolling everything because they don't see their actual people behind that. And I feel that's so necessary to show that there is an actual woman behind Lord Winklebottom. She's called Charlotte Sutherland and she's doing a lot of work for this to happen. And yeah, I think that's important. It's important to make all of that visible and to to state what you're stating yeah i agree i think it just takes talking about it and we need to talk about it more mm. talk about women in game development and even game development in general like almost humanize it it's been dehumanized by so many consumers of video games that it makes it easy for people to berate and to hate and to just contribute to the black vile hole but they, I, I, I do, I think that they forget that there are real people with real feelings behind the work and it just takes talking about it and bringing more awareness. Also, I feel to make someone as a person responsible for something that went wrong is like in a case that is with Blizzard. I mean, that's not one person who, <laughs> who decided that we're going to yeah. make this mobile game now. So they were all sitting together thinking about this and... They might have had great reasons. There might have been people who didn't agree with that. But, well, that's probably sometimes how it works and some things fail. I mean, you can't ride that awesome wave for the rest of the, for the rest of time. So there had to be some bump eventually at some time because that's mm -hmm. how life is. 
but that's still no reason to well offend someone personally i would say so if if, if, I, if I move this discussion along a little bit because i did a bit more research into uh, game devs female game devs and i actually found out one of my favorite video games ever is the the lead dev of that game is female and cool. that game is portal which what uh, yeah the the lead the lead dev of portal uh, is kim swift and she and a, a group of uh, graduates they developed something called the Narbaclear Drop, which was a portal-based game, and they presented that to Valve and the owner of Valve, uh, which is Gabe Newell. He personally uh, offered to hire them uh, so they could create Portal. And Kim Swift was a leader on that team uh, as well as the level designer. That game blew me away. It's it's definitely up there in my top ten of of games uh, I've played in my life. And to find out that it was lead dev by a, a female which which I, I didn't know uh, i didn't know at all and i have to say that before three extra lives i didn't really look into the names of people that were making the games and i think uh, like you say amanda like humanizing that side of things a bit more as well it, it is a real positive for the, the message we're trying to uh you know get out here that that there is names there are people behind these games and i think that is easily forgotten when you just see like the name of a title of a game and then mm -hmm. you forget there's there's people behind that and i was just like whoa this this game was incredible i didn't know kim swift had been the leader of the portal team and she had designed the levels in this game and she also uh was part of left for dead team left for dead 2 which are two highly successful games and also the half-life 2 episodes uh, which came out after half-life 2 all huge games that Kim Swift has been part of. And she was also part of Star Wars Battlefront 2, which, wow. which we won't go into much about that, but <laughs> <laughs> I have some have some reservations about EA, but I'm like, <laughs> this is definitely not the platform for me to, to go into that because we, we would be here for, for quite a while. But even just, just to learn like another name, just like, oh, these games were huge. And I, I, I hadn't heard of this person and I felt like I felt bad for that. I felt like I should know this. And that's not to say that even if a male had lead dev portal, I probably wouldn't have known that either. But I still think just knowing that, that hang on, what are we saying that, that, that females, this isn't like females can't be gamers, females can't be in the gaming industry. Um, portal, anyone? I mean, that's, <laughs> that's like one of the, the greatest games of all time and leave that by a female. I'm wondering. If gamers know names of people who created the game, are these mostly men? Like, for example, everybody knows Yoshi P for Final Fantasy, so people know that that dude has a lot to do with all of that. Is that a case for a lot of other games? Like, I'm, well, a lot of people probably have no idea who the people behind that are, but if they know, would that be males? I think so. I think yeah. that is definitely the case from how I've looked into things. I. I've done a, a Blizzard Entertainment podcast for five years and obviously taking a, a greater emphasis on looking into the nitty gritty of video games there. And maybe your average gamer doesn't do that, mm. but still most of the the leading names there that are representing the company, at least to the public, are male. And it's, it is a common theme amongst the, the majority of games. But 
it, it does feel like it's changing. It, it, it's slow. It, it's, it is happening and it's going to take more time to see that percentage or that ratio even out. I know when you had uh, Karina on this show a long time ago now, <laughs> but <laughs> she she's a, like a video game music composer and she was talking about the 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 ratio and you know it's well off it's well off and that's that's still you know it's not going to change in in what six months since since you spoke to her but it you know it's it's, it's probably going to be many, many years for that that ratio to change but i hope by keeping this message of the females do belong in this industry females belong uh, alongside males in the video game industry and even me saying that sounds a bit weird it feels like it shouldn't even need to be said but it is the case. I mean, if, if you look on Twitch, for example, and you look at maybe esports, for example, a lot of the competitors of esports, it's male. It's, it, you know, it's, it's male dominated, even from the, the gaming side. And with, with the rise of Twitch, we're seeing female personalities come out of that as well that can show you that, yeah, girls can play games. Uh, <laughs> I know that. I, Amanda's kicked my ass at Mario Kart on the the Super <laughs> Nintendo. I, I can confirm. I can confirm. <laughs> I, I can confirm that right now. Uh, Geek carrying. Uh, uh, girls can play games. In case you didn't know, uh, yeah, that 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 definitely happens. But yeah, it's just we don't have shorter fingers that don't work as well. <laughs> I can also beat him at Hearthstone. <laughs> well, I didn't want. I didn't want to bring that one up because uh, you know, I'm kind of kind of modeling myself as a you know Hearthstone veteran. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, it happens. I mean, even just as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to to video games, when, when someone picks up a controller, they're they're a gamer. It, it, gender doesn't. It, it, it's not something that yeah. I would even cross my mind or you know gender or race or you know anything like that it's just like you're just a gamer like I, you play games i play games that's it that that's as far as the discussion needs to go with that and i i don't see any reason to to go beyond that but for other people you know they they need to put a label uh, like a, another label on that or, or labels and and say that you're you're not a gamer because you're x y or z and it's just i don't know it it's hard for me to comprehend yeah and and i wish that it wasn't the case but i, th I think it you know it is it's a, it's a tough environment uh video games and there's a lot of toxicity but i know there's people out there there's supportive people both gamers and in the video game industry that that want want this change and are, are forcing this change to happen and and trying to to make it that way but like everything like probably one of the reasons why you started the show is you know it it's not going to happen overnight and it, it's always going to be a a fight which is really sad but you know i'm i'm, I'm going to pick up a sword and i'm going to pick up uh, a board and I'm, I'll, I'll be there i'll be there at the front line with a master sword master sword yeah <laughs> waving it around as some somebody else i came across actually and I, I can't believe i hadn't heard of this person before and it's rihanna pratchett who is daughter of the fantasy writer Terry Pratchett of Discworld series and she's she's been a lead game writer on some really big titles including the the recent Tomb Raider reboots which the Tomb Raider and Rise of the Tomb Raider which have been massive successes and hugely well received as well and I, I've been really enjoying those new Tomb Raider games with their 
their story as well. As much as I loved the the original Tomb Raiders, there wasn't really much story there, was there? It was just, oh, we're going to Venice or we're go we're going somewhere. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm in a boat, but uh, I mean, the, new, <laughs> the new iterations of Tomb Raider are, are incredible. I've immensely uh, enjoyed playing those. I have to agree. Like the new Tomb Raider games are, are phenomenal. You've bought me a lot of Tomb Raider games. Actually, you got me like the anthology back on the PS3 because I was in love with them forever. And then you just got them for me and I just played through them all. And we've played the Temple of Osiris together and, um, and then the new ones. Tomb Raider and then Rise of the Tomb Raider. Um, yeah, I've played played through the, the Tomb Raider one and it's the story and it blows me away and the graphics as well. Like it's a real nice upgrade for Tomb Raider, I have to say. Yeah, it's, it's it's really good. And actually, a lot of people compare the new Tomb Raider games with the Uncharted series, which I do like the Uncharted series, and I do like the way they're wrote as well, like with, with, with Nathan Drake. But I think, like overall, I, I think I, I deep down, it, it's, it's Tomb Raider for me. Like I, I just enjoy how they capture the the exploration and the the puzzles and just the, the story overall. And it is really, really enjoyable. We we actually watched the the Tomb Raider film, um, which loosely connects into these uh, new Tomb Raider games as well. Very recently, we talked about that on last week's episode. Oh. Caring, obviously, we've established that I uh, still haven't played the Tomb Raider game. The graphics look awesome now with the newer ones. They're just very. They feel more realistic, obviously, um, <laughs> compared to the nineties, but. I don't know. I like the general vibe of them. So yeah, maybe I should figure out what it's all about. Did you ever play Mist? There were two, right? Mist and oh, there's there, Mist and Riven. But then yeah. there, there's been loads of iterations of Mist. But the 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 Mist series is also has a a female writer on that team, which is Mary DeMarley. And just Mist for me was one of those games when I first played it. It absolutely blew me away. Just the these 3D graphics for a point-and-click adventure and being situated on this remote island with these puzzles and the the story in the Mist games is is really really interesting and I just get super nostalgia thinking about Mist because it was a, one of the first like point-and-click games I ever played and what what a way to introduced to that series i feel i tried a lot of these games but i never pulled through with any of them because i was more jump and run back in the days now i get super angry with jump and run but back in the days it was all about mario i loved mist i remember playing it with my dad and neither of us could figure out the puzzles <laughs> <laughs> so like we got to a certain point and we could not we could like do it that was it we couldn't go any further yeah, it's one of the games you needed a notepad. You would just write things down, and then you'd go back to it weeks later and go, "What? What? What does that even mean?" <laughs> it just wouldn't make any sense. And exactly, it's uh, it, it was hard. It was it was a hard game. I, I'd love to go back to that. Actually, I know they've they've re-released, like they've remastered Mist and and brought it out again. I definitely would love to to pick that up and go back. Go back to Mist. <laughs> I've I've missed it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I feel it's, it's a good example of what you said already like there are so many great games that are so well known that have already been developed by or had women being part of all of that experience and it's just opening eyes again 
Yeah, and actually, uh, there's a game called Journey on PlayStation, which uh, had a Venezuelan American game developer called Kaylee Santiago. And like Journey is is regarded as one of the was regarded as one of like the best games that came out on PlayStation Three as well. And she also worked on a couple other games called Flow and Flower. And if you've never checked out any three of those titles, I highly recommend it because they are breathtakingly beautiful, almost spiritual games that mm-hmm. just it feels like it's more than a video game to play those games. And as as I looked into this more and just finding out more females in the industry and the, the games that they have been part of as well. There's just no there's no grounds for the argument that females don't belong in the video game industry <laughs> because they are part of some incredible projects, both at the top end of the video game industry and also for smaller indie titles as well. And I'm looking forward to seeing that grow and and seeing more names out there as well. And I know even just for me, it's it's about coming across people making games. Gender doesn't really come into it, but I know that if I do come across like female devs as well, that that it excites me because I, I think about like what you guys are doing here on Geek Caring and just to to celebrate females in in whatever industry, whatever geek industry. And I know that I can say to you guys, look, look, look at this, look, like look what this person is doing and I know you guys will get a kick out of it as well, but <laughs> it's exciting for me to see what people are creating at, at every level. And I, I just get a kick out of, of seeing people's passions and it it shouldn't even be questioned what gender comes into to any of this. It seems ridiculous because if, if you love video games and you want to make video games, you should be able to make video games and nobody should tell you otherwise, no matter who you are. So. That's beautifully said. Go video games. Go video games. Couldn't have said it any better. No, that was beautiful, Tom. Thank you so much for for that insight. You're very welcome. I mean, I've I've still got a lot to learn about the the video game industry and every cog to do with that. But it's, it's a journey, isn't it? It's a journey that we're all taking in our creative processes and just the, the more the more we learn about these things the the more we educate ourselves the, the more we can carry a, a message of positivity forward so true here 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 so tom we're getting pretty close here to the end of the show is there anything else any other wisdom you want to impart onto us and our listeners um wow that's that's uh <laughs> I just unloaded there, unloaded, and um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, if you want to learn about math and <laughs> you like sheep, probably don't play a game called Divide by Sheep because I played it at the weekend and it, it, there was a shocking twist, shocking twist in that game, which uh, Monica actually tuned into the live stream I was doing and helped me solve a few puzzles in, in that game, Divide by Sheep. And it, it was, was shocking. It was a shocking twist. If you want to know some shocking twists and um, learn a bit more about math, <laughs> definitely check that game out. I, I don't know if that's the, the the knowledge bomb you wanted at the end of the show, Amanda. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's it. Feels like such a a cop out that I've just been like, yeah, this this was pretty much one of the last games I played that's fresh in my head. And I told you about the story of the poor sheep in certain situations, but 
they they turn out okay eventually. <laughs> uh, but I, I guess if you're listening to this, it's it's all out of context. You don't know what he is rambling on about. But then tell our listeners where they can find you because then they can also find Divided by Sheep. That That is very true, Monica. That's very true. That's a good segue. You can find Three Extra Lives on social media, on Twitch, at Three Extra Lives. And the podcast goes live every Tuesday. So you can find that on your, your favorite podcast catcher as well, Three Extra Lives. And I do have a little site where... I post all my little show notes and links to everything. And that can be found over at 3extralives.fireside.fm. Cool, Tom. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this pretty epic episode of Geek Caring, telling us all about some cool and awesome female game devs and totally revealing how little Monica and I know about games and game characters. <laughs> um, I'll just you have might to... not be welcome on again but well, whatever I, I was just going to say I'll have to come back maybe a year's time you guys will have swatted up I'll do the same list and you you can re- redeem yourself or bring a new list And I'm very I mean, I will, convinced I'll... I will not know anything of the next list or this list in a year's time <laughs> <laughs> but you can definitely come back again Yay! thanks maybe. for being maybe. awesome <laughs> Yeah, well, thank you for joining us. And, uh, well, Monica and I will see you again next week, listeners. And um, you can find Tom over on 3 Extra Lives. If you like this episode of Geek Caring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Caring and over on geekcaring.com. This show is brought to you by... Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.